Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. We have the confidence. Ah, for me as a human being, I can say one thing today and tomorrow say, I change my mind. If my children do things that I don't, I, I promise you, no, because you were naughty, you won't get it. But God, no matter what, our behavior does not change who he is. What we go through does not change who he is. He is still a loving God. Even when we run away from him, his arms are wide open, waiting for us to come back. You know, when the Bible talks about types and shadows, the father who was praying, waiting for his prodigal son to come home, that is what our father continuously does. That is what Jesus is doing. When the Bible says he is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us. That is what he is doing, expecting each and every one of us to come back. And that's why he says, I wish above all that none will perish, but they will come to the knowledge of the truth of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. You might be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you, family. Hallelujah. God, you're such a faithful God. God, you're such a faithful God. God, you're such a faithful God. Amen. Should I tell you now or should I tell you later? I should tell you now. Something happened this morning. Something happened this morning. Hmm. Auntie, was I meant to be preaching today? Hey! No, because God got me to... Auntie was meant to be ministering today. But there's a, there's a message for today and there's a message for next week that connects with the message for today. So God said, prepare. Prepare and go and minister. So I got here and I'm like, ah, how do I tell auntie that God wants me to minister today? And then she got up and started prayers. And I'm like, ah, but if she's, if she's ministering, then Elder Blessing normally would do the prayers. So I thought, okay, God... It looks like you're already working. So when she finished, I said, ah, auntie, are you the one? Or am I my? Because I was like, okay, now I'm confused. But God is not a God of confusion. God orchestrated it in such a way that he got me to prepare. Yes, she has prepared, but he got her to pray so that I can minister. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I trust that the Lord would speak to us this morning. Amen. I am trusting that God will speak to me this morning. Is God going to speak to you this morning? Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We have come once again into your presence. Our hearts are expectant. And the Bible says that the expectations of the righteous will not be cut short. So, Father, we have come expecting. And, Lord, we will go back refreshed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Much more than I know how to articulate. Lord, I ask that you use my vocal cords. Not my words, 
but the words from your throne of grace. That, Lord, you will minister to each and every one of us this morning in the name of Jesus. None will be found wanting in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Um, this morning, the Lord wants us to, sh wants to share with us um, a word that, or a sentence, a word, three words that we're very, very familiar with. Very familiar with. And I'll probably say, probably, especially those of us, maybe even, even if you haven't got children, these are things that you say. You know, every so often you say, ah, where are you? Isn't it? Yesterday, I think I still phoned my daughter who was, oh, where are you? Because I wanted to find out if she was in a certain area so that she could get me something. Or I wanted to find out, when are you coming on? We ask that question for several reasons. Where are you? If somebody calls you now, you'll say, I'm in church. Isn't that so? If you're a... In Brixton Market, where are you? I'm in Brixton Market. But if we take a look at that word, or three words, that is what God is wanting to ask us this morning. Because if we go back to the beginning, that was, those were words that God asked see, spouses ask that question to their others. Co-workers ask that question. And we use it casually to ask about location, physical locations. Because somebody wants to know where you are. But in the book of Genesis, God asked that question to the man. And we're going to take a short study on it. You know, can I just share something with us this morning? And the Lord was ministering this to me as I was coming to church this morning. You know, when we come to church and we listen to the word of God, it's like we go to a restaurant, right, for a three-course meal. And when we go in, what do we start with? The starter. And God was saying to me that when we come to church and we listen to the word of God, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. That is just the starter. How many of us go to the restaurant and just have the starter and go home? If you're like me, you will sit down. You would even make space for your dessert. So when you go and someone says, I have laid on a three-course meal for you. You don't get there and say, oh, I'll have the starter. And then you finish and say, thank you very much. I'm going. You want the main course, and you want the dessert. Now, the starter, when it comes to the word of God, is us getting a taste of what it is that God is wanting to speak to us about. Maybe that week, maybe that month, right? The beginning of the year, what were we talking about? Living out our purpose. How do we live out our purpose? By fulfilling God's plan and purpose for our lives. And how do we do that? By following the commandments and the teachings and the ordinances of God, our Father. But you cannot know the word of God if you do not study the word of God. 
And that's why the Bible says we should study to show ourselves approved. Not unto man, but unto God. A workman that need not be ashamed. When we study and show ourselves approved unto God, we will not be ashamed. Because we will be able to stand and say, this is what the word of God says. And that is how we will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Amen? So God is asking that question of us. And we're going to read it. So I'm talking about, you know, this is the starter. So when we go home, let's find time and dig deep into the word and let God minister to it. And then the blessings will come as the dessert. How many of us know that the dessert is always the sweetest? So, if we want that dessert, right? Let's study. Lord, I have heard the, I've had the starter. Now I'm sitting down to get the full package of the main course. And then the blessings will come as we begin to apply the things that God has shown us. 30 minutes on a Sunday morning is never enough. What's we, the real you is the you that spends time with the word of God and allows the Holy Spirit to break it down to your understanding. And I pray that the Lord God, as we study, the Lord will continue to break it down to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Hallelujah. We're going to take it. We're just going to read from verse 1 to 10. And the Bible says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. He replied, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the trees were beautiful and its fruits looked delicious. She wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breeze was, was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from God, from the Lord God amongst the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? 
He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Please. Really? Now, the Bible tells us that God is omnipresent. So God, did God not know that they hid themselves? He knew. God knew that they hid themselves. The Bible says he's omnipresent, who is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He's present everywhere at every time. At this point in time, I don't know what's happening out, even out in the lobby there. But God knows. So there is a reason why God asked the man, where are you? Much more than just a physical statement, he was trying to establish the state of his heart. And God is trying to establish the state of our hearts this morning. Where are you? PJ, where am I? Where are you? Each one of us. And it's not just about I am in 336. It's not just about I am in Brixton. It's deeper than that. Where are you in your relationships? Where are you in your relationship with God? You see, for each one of us, we will be at different spiritual locations at different points in our lives. But it's important that wherever it is we are, we're still connected. Why is it that the Bible says that we should no longer be kids drinking milk? That means that there was, there's a time when you should be drinking milk. There's a time you should graduate to solids. And at the time you graduate to solids, you should no longer be drinking. Can you imagine? If, 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 if Anne shows up and comes to me and gives me a bottle of milk, would you not all stand up and start praying for me? Because that means something is wrong. So physically speaking, you, you get to an age where you should no longer be drinking milk. How much more spiritually? But the only way that we stop drinking milk is by studying the word. The only way we can study and know and show ourselves approved unto God is when we connect with God. You know, we are blessed. Church, we are blessed. And why do I say that? I don't, I've, I've lost count of how many versions of the Bible there are. There's the internet. We have a lot more information out there than our great-grandparents had. I was saying to someone this week, I said, I, I have a good news version of the Bible in my house. I have a message. I have NLT. And that's because if I read it in one version, 
and it's not clear, I pick up another version. Because I want to get understanding. We have no excuse. Where are we? In the things of God. It starts with our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And when our relationship with God is solid, no one can tell us otherwise. Family, we need to know God for ourselves. We need to know God for ourselves. You know, one thing I say is I'm not competing with anybody. And we must not compete with anyone. On that day, everyone will stand. Can't pay on your own. No husband, though, no wife. No matter how much in love you are. No children. You're on your own. You will have to work out your own salvation. And that is why I cannot compare my gift to even my daughter's gifts. I cannot compare my gift to my son's gift. The best as a parent I can do for them is to teach them and show them the word of God. When they get to the age of accountability, if they decide not to follow, I've done my bit. All I can continue to do is to pray. Where are you? Thank God for parents that pray. But when God calls them home to glory, what's going to happen if you are depending on their prayers? We need to get to a point where we can, what is it called? Operation, do it yourself. Where are we? God asked the man. And are we like the man God asked, whom we know to be Adam? He says, I heard you. I heard you coming. And what? I hid myself. Are we hiding? Where are you in your relationship with your husband or your wife? Where are you in your relationship with your children? Are you hiding? Are we hiding behind work? Are there things that we're hiding behind? The man said, I hid myself. <laughs> How many of you know that? As David said, even if I go into the deep depth of the earth, there you still see me. Where can I hide from thy presence, O God? That's what the psalmist says. There is nowhere that we can go and hide from God. So if we come to that realization that we cannot hide from God, we might as well connect with him and say, God, I know that I am not where I need to be. And that with your help, every day is a new day. His mercies are new. His grace is new. His favor is new. Every single morning. I don't want to be where I was last week. I don't even want to be where I was yesterday. 
Are we hiding? Are we hiding? We have a merciful God. And even though Adam and Eve hid, God brought redemption. And he's able to bring the redemption today in the name of Jesus. We all have gifts. We all have a calling. Whatever it is that God has called us to do, let us do it with all our might. You know, one thing is, the Bible talks, it says that the gifts and the callings of God, they are what? Without repentance. But one thing I know for a fact is that when God, when who? When God calls you, he would equip you. When God calls you, he knows your limitations as we've been talking about. When God calls you, he will send you help. God never leaves us to do life on our own. And that is why he says, do not forsake the what? The gathering, the coming together of the brethren. Iron sharpens iron. Together. When God calls. Where are you? In your relationship with others. Bible says as much as it lies with you. Be at what? At peace with all men. As much as it lies with you. And when we're at peace with all men. We're able to tell them the goodness of God. We're able to share the gospel with them. Right through scriptures. We have examples. The reason those examples are penned down are for me and for you. Where are you? You know, Apostle Paul, with, 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 with everything we read about Apostle Paul, he wrote three quarters of the New Testament. And he still says, I've not arrived. So that means for each one of us, every single day is a day of growing. Every single day is a day of learning. Every single day is a day of us coming closer to God and to the, to, to, to the will of God for our lives. Where are you in your prayer life? Do we only pray when we come to church on Sundays? Do we only pray on Wednesdays when we have prayer meetings? We need to study, we need to pray, we need to have fellowship. When God is saying, where are you? He's asking, where are you in respect to what I've called you to do? Where are you in respect of what I, where I need to get you to? If I'm going to Brixton, I need to take those steps, don't I? I can't just say, oh, Brixton Market, boom, I'm there. 
It doesn't work that way. Unless you're watching Back to the Future. You need to take steps. So we also need to take steps. They're called baby steps. Baby steps. And as we take those baby steps, the Lord God Almighty, who sees our heart, who knows the hunger that we have for the things of God, will move us to his perfect will for us. Where are you? You see, when we say yes, God promises to uphold us. The Bible says he would uphold us with his righteous right hand. Isaiah 41. It's funny, I, I, I wrote this yesterday and when I was coming, I was listening to Don Moen and he was talking about it as well. Praise the Lord. You know, Isaiah 41 said, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, put your name there. He who formed you, it says, do not fear for what I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. Another version says, I have called you by name. You are mine. And if we are God's, that means that God is wanting us to fellowship with him on a daily basis. And that's why the Bible says that we should pray without ceasing. And that doesn't mean that we need to just continue praying, 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 praying. It just says we should have a mindset of prayer. Always be God conscious. Lord, I'm grateful. Get up in the morning. Lord, I'm grateful. You know? Pick up your breakfast. Lord, thank you for this meal. Some people have to walk miles to get drinking water. All we need to do is switch on the tap. Lord, I'm grateful. You know, we take these things for granted. It says, when you pass through waters. <laughs> you know, I read this and every time I say, Lord, hey, when... Not if, when. So that means that there will be a time of passing through deep waters. There will be a time of passing through rivers. There will be a time of passing through fire. But I want to encourage us. If we're in God's presence and we're not hiding from him like Adam and Eve did, he would uphold us. You see, when we hide from God, what we do is we limit the hands of God upon our lives. Yes, we go through challenges. But let us say, Lord, I'm going through this challenge. Only you can help me. And there are times that man cannot help us. So many times, most times, to be honest, man cannot help us. And that's the honest truth. Because sometimes you ask yourself, in your help, what is the motive? But God is the only one that can truly help us. He's the one that can give us the wisdom. The Bible talks about times and seasons. There are things that God has called us to do. 
but maybe it's not now. Amen? So we need to be wise. We need to be God conscious. When you go through the fires, when you go through the waters, when you go through the rivers, the fire will not burn you. The flames will not scout you. Why? Because it says, I am the Lord your God, the only one of Israel, your Savior. Now, how can he, how can he fight? How can he defend? How can he protect? How can he provide for you if you are hiding from him? The Bible says, in the presence of the Lord, there is what? There is fullness of joy. Don't you know that in that fullness of joy, there's healing, there's provision, there's protection. In the presence of the Lord. So if we're not in the presence of the Lord, we cannot expect fullness of joy. I like this bit. It says, I will give Egypt for your ransom. Do we know what that means? Egypt, a whole nation of Egypt, because of you, just you, one person, I will give Egypt for you. But you need to answer that call. Where are you? And that answer, will, we'll, we'll deal with that next week. I don't want to go ahead of myself. Where are you? Here I am. You know, if you are in the presence of God, in singing, in thanking, in praising, in worshiping, there is no way that you will go through a trial and God will not say, ah, 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 Satan, take your hands off. That's my daughter. That's my son. And that is why when Satan said, ah, ah, hey, Job, ah, ah, Job, God said, okay, you know what? Well, God was said, have you seen my son Job? Isn't it? He said, yeah. But I can't touch him because what? You have built a hedge of protection around him. Just take off that hedge of protection and you will see. He will curse you. He said, okay, let's try it. I'll take it off. But don't touch his life. Don't touch his life. But God, Job knew God. And that was why God built a hedge of protection around him. Where are you? If you know God, God will build a hedge of protection. You know, God only needs to open our eyes for us to see how many trials, how many battles he fights even when we're snoring in the middle of the night. That is the God that we serve. Where are you? Are we still drinking milk? Are we on to semi-solids? It's good though if we're on to semi-solids. At least we're not on milk. So we're making progress. 
But God wants us to eat solids. And I pray for each and every one of us that we will know where we are. Because to everyone it's different, oh. Everyone is different. But I'm praying that each one of us will know where we are when it comes to the things of God. So that we are not tossed to and fro. There are so many doctrines out there, family. So many. But it's important for us to know what God wants us to do. We only need to go to some, to some churches to see how, how certain things are done. You want to pray? Jump five times, clap ten times, and then you start praying. Where is that in scripture? Know God for yourself. It says, I will give Egypt for your ransom. Cush and Siba instead of you. You know, I've always said something that if I was the only one on planet earth, Christ would have still come and died for me. And it's the same for each one of you. You know, Jesus did not say, oh, I'm only dying, I'm only dying for 2 million people. I'm only dying for 10 million people. Christ died for even the unborn ones. The people that will be born in 10, 15, 50 years. Christ died for each and every one. And why is that? He says, because you are precious and honored in my sight. God is saying to each one of us, you are precious. You are precious. Every one of us are precious in the sight of God. And that is why he died for us. And that is why he wants a relationship with us. And that is why he's asking us that question this morning. Where are you? What are you putting instead of me? Now, don't get me wrong. We have life. We have things that we need to do. And I have preached this here. That if, though, if you don't take care of your family, you are worse than an infidel. Your first relationship is with God then your family, then the church. And I stand by that. But your relationship with God is important. Where are you with that relationship? You see, if God is calling you to do something, he will make a way. And I really wanted to sing that song this morning. <laughs> God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way, he works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. Will make a way. He will make a way. So God will make a way. When God calls you to an assignment, He will make a way. 
the same God that made a way in the wilderness will make a way. He never changes. He doesn't change his mind. He will send you help when the help is needed. And I, w- I will not stop saying this. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Bible says, even if my father and my mother forsake me, God will never forsake us. He would always send you help. He will always send you help. Where are you? Where are you? You see, for us to truly, truly succeed in life, to truly succeed, there are people succeeding, but for us to truly succeed in life, we need to be where God wants us to be. And that's only when we'll have peace. The peace of God. That surpasses all understanding. If you are not spiritually where God wants you to be. Speak to God. Ask him. Lord. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you Lord. Sorry. I was looking at you. I'm thinking of a song. But. (laughs) (laughs) yeah amen we want more of God let us pray I want you to speak to God this morning I want you in your heart of hearts to answer that question God is saying where are you I want you to tell God genuinely Honestly, tell God where you are. And if it's your heart's desire to get even closer, tell God. God, I want more of you. Father, I want to get closer. I am not satisfied with where I am. I need more of you. I need more of your anointing. In my life, I need more. I need more. I don't want to live on starters alone. I want the main course. I want desserts. (laughs) I want more of you, Lord. I want to be filled with you, oh God. That is my desire, Father God. I don't want to leave here and just close my Bible and until next Sunday. I want to go home and study and show myself approved unto you. 
I want you to speak to me more about what you have heard today, Father God. I want you to break it down into my understanding, God. I want you to enlighten my darkness, oh God. I want you, Father God, to show me how I can fulfill purpose, oh God. I want you to show me how to maintain my garments, oh God, so that it is continuously white. Father, I need your help, oh God. I cannot do it by myself. Help me, Lord. The Bible says you are my help. Help like no other. You are my strength, oh God. You are my hope, oh God. You said you never leave me nor forsake me. You said you uphold me with your righteous right hand. You promised, oh God, that when I go through the fires, it would not burn me. When I go through the water, it would not drown me, oh God. Father, whatever it is, oh God, I'm asking, oh God, for your help. I want to be able to confidently answer that question. When you ask me, where am I? Where are you? To be able to say, I am in your presence, oh God. Doing your will. Feasting at your table. Surrounded by your glory and your presence. I do not want to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, oh God. Help me, Father. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And Father, we want to thank you. Thank you, Father, because you're a good God. You're a faithful God. Father, you're one that never changes, oh God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we want to just say, as you've spoken to us this morning, Father God, we know this is just the beginning. This is just, this is the starter, oh God. And Lord, we, we pray that, Lord, you continue to minister your word unto us. Expand it, oh God. Enlarge our coast, oh God, concerning your words in the name of Jesus. Even as we go home, Father, begin to help us to meditate on these words. Where am I? Let us be conscious of where we are spiritually, O oh God. And as we are conscious of it, Father, help us, O oh God, to develop our spiritual lives, O oh God. In prayer, O oh God, in the word, O oh God, in the things that you've called us to do, O oh God. Help us, Father, that we will not be found wanting on the day of judgment. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Lord bless you. Amen. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.